Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. On July 17th. A high drive to deep right field. This ball is gone, and I mean long gone. The minute it left the bat, you knew there was no way the ballpark would hold that one. One ball, one strike. Breaking ball, hit in the air, center field. Going back is Harris. Back toward the wall. It is gone! He did it again! This time to center fields. Harper looks at Arcia again as he goes around the second base bag. Fireworks are shooting out in right center field near the bell, and the Phillies lead it 7-1. Delmore at tailback. There's Dobbs, pass deflected, and picked off by Christian Rosebull. Second down three, they can get a first down at the two, but time is an issue. Here comes the rush by Gaziano, and there goes the quarterback in for six. Kyler Murray, a five-yard touchdown run, and the Cardinals are back on top. Shifting. They're trying to pressure. Fafita stands in and delivers the ball to McMillan for a first down. Now well within field goal range. P.J. Walker and this number one Browns D with the upset. Third and nine at the 46. Hurts facing a four-man rush over the middle. It's intercepted. Picked off by Tony Adams. Adams on the run. Breaking tackles. Tossed down inside the 10. We welcome those of you who are watching Arizona and the Rams on first down into the end zone. Brees Hall in for the touchdown, and the Jets take the lead. Rolls out. They're going to throw for it. Incomplete. Huskies take over. This gamble does not pay off, and Pennix will have a chance to win it. Launching for the end zone. Forget being patient. Odunze, and Washington takes the lead. My goodness, what a one-two punch from Penix. The pitch is on the way, and Tavares hits it deep to right field. Back goes Tucker, he turns, he looks, and that ball is history. There's the first postseason home run for Laoti Tavares. It gives the Rangers a 2 to nothing lead. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. The payoff pitch. He struck him out swinging, and the Rangers have drawn first blood. They have shut out the Astros two to nothing. A combined five hitter for Montgomery, Spores, Chapman, and LeClerc. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. Welcome to the Monday, October 16th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUSAM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. 
Diamondbacks, Phillies, who wins the NLCS? The Cardinals, does Josh Dobbs' bad last two games increase the urgency of Kyler Murray's return? The Wildcats, is there now any doubt that Noah Fafita should be the starting quarterback? Meanwhile, the NFL week number six, which loss was most surprising, San Francisco at Cleveland or Philadelphia at the Jets? Monday night football, who wins tonight? Washington Org was Dan Lanning's decision-making, the difference. The Rangers, why did they win or how did they win? Both win game one at Houston last night. And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction of today's pipeline. 9.15 around the MLB postseason with Bob Nightingale from USA Today. 9.30 interactive action, 602-260-1060. And also the local roundup. That will include uh, a brief Diamondbacks and Phillies series preview and time pending some Cardinals and Rams analysis. Final segment of the Sports Zone will be the National Roundup. That will include Rip from the Headlines and from the Wire. Then after the Sports Zone, from 10 to noon, it is the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. That will include analysis, more analysis from the Cardinals' loss against the Rams and uh, plenty of NFL and college football discussion from the weekend. Right now, on to the pipeline we go. Time for today's Pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we begin with a KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. And today's question is, who wins the NLCS, Diamondbacks or Phillies? And Kayla is here on this Monday morning and has the early returns. That I do. And right now we have the Phillies out in front at 83% of the vote. D-backs sitting at 17%. The Phillies had six more wins during the regular season than the Diamondbacks, and uh, you know that is uh, the reason that they have the home field in this particular series. And that's been a big advantage for the Phillies the last two postseasons, their home field advantage and their loud crowd in Philadelphia. Meanwhile, today's Twitter poll question, did Joshua Dobbs struggling the past two games increase the urgency of Kyler Murray returning? And Kayla, what do we have here? Yes, out in front at 71.8% of the vote. No trailing at 28.2%. Twitter, at KDUS AM 1060. The Cardinals have not really provided any updates on Murray's progress from his 2002 season-ending ACL injury that required surgery in January. But I would assume the questions to Jonathan Gannon and or Monty Ossenfort about that uh, topic might increase after Dobbs' poor performance the past two weeks in losses to the Bengals and the Rams. Meanwhile, also on the local front, the Wildcats, uh, live, they just completely dominated Wazoo. Noah Fafita, impressive for a third consecutive star uh, start. Uh, 34 of uh, 43, 342, no touchdowns, oddly enough, but uh, the Wildcats went 44 to 6. That was certainly the most impressive win of the three season Jed Fish era. And now, is there any doubt? that Noah Fafita should remain as the U of A starting quarterback even when Jaden Delora is healthy enough to return from injury. All right, spanning the globe. Sunday was a bad day uh, for many. And if you're one of these, if you're a suicide pool or, you know, whatever you call these things, everybody has a different name for them. But uh, I'm guessing it was a bad day for many of those people that are in those suicide pools. 
There are now zero unbeaten teams in the NFL after San Francisco lost at Cleveland and Philadelphia was beaten in the swamps of Jersey by the mighty Jets. What was uh, most surprising to you? Which loss? The Niners at the Browns or the Eagles at the Jets? Week 6 concludes tonight. The Cowboys and Chargers were both no-shows last week. The difference being that the Cowboys actually had a game. Uh, The Chargers were on a bye. Uh, Who wins tonight in Los Angeles, Cowboys or Chargers? Washington beat Oregon. Michael Penix and Bo Nix combined to complete 55 of 81 passes for 639 yards and six touchdowns. But the talk after Washington's 36-33 victory was a series of baffling, metric-driven decisions by Oregon coach Dan Lanning. What was, uh, you know, actually was just bottom line, was the decision-making of Dan Lanning the primary reason that Washington beat Oregon? Meanwhile, the Rangers remain unbeaten in this postseason. They improved to 6-0 after last night's 2-0 win in Game 1 of the ALCS at Houston. What stood out to you about last night's Rangers victory at Houston? Also, in addition to all these uh, excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? And that includes, obviously, any NFL or college football game that uh, you might have witnessed on, uh, I guess, Friday night, technically. Dion, what happened to Colorado? Anyway, starting with that and then going through Saturday's college football and then yesterday, which was by far the worst day in the NFL this season. Not exactly a ton of excitement, quite frankly. Very low level of play in the NFL yesterday. First time this year that I've actually kind of thought that on a Monday. Wow, what did we just watch on Sunday? It was pretty bad. Meanwhile, that's Pipeline for today. We have all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion categories, whether it's from the Pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That will be followed by around the MLB postseason. Bob Nightingale from USA Today scheduled to join us. We'll obviously start with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. Get into the uh, Astros and the Rangers a little bit in, in time pending. Might even talk a little bit about the two teams that are no longer playing uh, in the uh, postseason. Those would be the Dodgers and also the Braves. Uh, so we'll try to cover as much of that, if not all of it, with Bob in the next segment. Once again, bottom of the hour to be phone call time. General discussion, 602-260-1060 plus the local roundup. That will be topped by Major League Baseball postseason uh Discussion. We'll start with the uh, start with the uh, Diamondbacks and the Phillies, and a uh, little more, a little brief series preview at that point. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD 2 100.7. Bringing you the latest sports topics weekly, right here on KDUS. AM 1060 with me, the Doug Gottlieb Show, 1 to 3 p.m.
Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1016, KS Lux HD2 100.7. You're home to Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. The Diamondbacks and Phillies begin the NLCS tonight in Philadelphia. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. And to go around Major League Baseball, we're now joined by Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Bob, let's start with the Diamondbacks. Uh, undefeated in the postseason, all these road wins. What's impressed you the most uh, about Tori Lavello's team's uh, team the last couple of weeks here? Uh, just really the bullpen. I mean, the bullpen was such a nightmare for him for so long. And then come together at the, at the you know at the right time. I think you know of all the uh, assets of the game. I think that that's been most surprising that they've been you know lights out. Is how much of that is Brett Strom? How much of that is Mike Hazen just kind of piecing this together? Yeah, a, a combination. I mean, certainly, you know, you got to have different arm angles and stuff in the bullpen. I think you know uh, Mike Hazen's done a wonderful job there. Just getting guys to say, uh, you know, different different looks. Uh, you can never have the same bullpen over and over again. You always have to shuffle. And uh, the guys they pick, you know, have, have been exactly right. Uh, they've, they've been going for them. Yeah, I mentioned undefeated the road so far in the postseason. Obviously undefeated everywhere, but only the one home game. However, the decibel level, uh, at least the next two games, will be up in Philadelphia how much of the Phillies' home field success in the last two postseasons now has been the crowd, and how much of it has been that Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola has you know, kind of gotten them to lead in a lot of these games? Yeah, I mean, the big thing for them is just that it has been that home field. I mean, they've got the best home field advantage in baseball. Uh, it kind of reminds you back in the day when the Minnesota Twins were at the old Metrodome, and, you know, that was ear-piercing sound and uh, tough those guys to hear. And the same thing here. If you're not careful, the fans will rally you and anything else. But they've had a, uh, you know, since 2007, I think lost the first two postseason games, and then it just lights out uh, there. So, yeah, if you're not careful, that, that, that crowd can rally you. And, you know, I mean, obviously you have uh, star players who, who have come up and uh, you know, performed uh, at the right time. Funny you mentioned the Twins because that's exactly who I brought up the other day when somebody asked me, you know, when's the last time there's been a baseball home field advantage this big in the postseason? Is there anybody else we can put in the same category here? Those, that's the first team I thought of. Not really. I mean, as long as Philly is, I mean, nothing comes close to Minnesota because it was, you know, bouncing off the roof down onto the field. I mean, it's actually unhealthy to be in there uh, during playoff time. I mean, I could the next year and screaming year and you couldn't hear a word uh so yeah it was, it was wild but no I, I think uh, you know this is it i don't think there's a uh another home field advantage like this you know the fans are on top of you screaming the whole time and you know the big thing too is the uh the, the phillies players still feed off that speaking of the phillies uh are is this version better than the 2022 team that actually lost in the world series to the astros I think it may be. I mean, you got the uh, – Nola's had a so-so year, but he stepped up in the postseason. Wheeler's been lights out pretty much all year. Uh, yeah, and their bullpen's been fine. I keep waiting for, you know, a Kimbrel to uh, blow a save or something like that. It's been shaky, but it's been uh, it's been okay so far. But, yeah, I think the way Castellanos is playing, uh, you know, they didn't have Trey Turner a year ago. You know, now he's been red hot for the last couple months. Uh, you know, Schwarber does his thing, and, uh, you know, and – you know, Harper, just like a year ago, stepped up in these moments. 
So probably is a better team, uh, you know, particularly having Turner, Turner right there too. Rob Thompson, uh, is he evolved as a, as a manager in his, I guess this is his first full season, so is you think he's gotten better in that role? Yeah, I think, you know, he's been around the game for so long and he learned under, you know, all the, all the, all the Yankee people. And, uh, you know, he probably should have been a manager years ago. You know, kind of like a, a Brian Snicker of Atlanta. Finally got his, you know, shot and has, uh, you know, run away with it. But I think he's, he's got that calming voice in there. I mean, he's a very smart baseball mind. But no, he's been, he's been perfect for the Phillies. You've covered Bryce Harper since day one. How's he developed as a player? Maybe the better question is, at least from afar, how's he developed as a person? Well, he's always been big in baseball history. I was stunned about how much he knew about the game. A lot of guys don't know anything. You know, he'll go back to the 50s and 60s with you, you know, that sort of thing. And I think I, uh, it's, it's embracing the moment. Before, I think, when they probably going to him and stuff when he got here, there's like a little uh, a loop in office. Now I think he's, you know, you know, one of the, one of the people, uh, one of the Phillies. The Phillies fans love him. He loves them. It's been a, uh, a great combination. I mean, I think it worked out perfectly that he ended up in, uh, in Philadelphia and not San Diego. And Machado ended up in San Diego and not Philadelphia. Not too many guys can handle Philadelphia, but, he, but he's a bracelet thing. So the Diamondbacks, what, what is a blueprint for a Diamondbacks victory in this series? Well, you're going to have Gallon and Merrill Kelly throw four of the first six games. I think you need to win three of those games and hope to find another one among the three, whether it's Ben Fox or the, uh, you know, or the bullpen game for game four. Uh, I think that's a big game. Uh, you know, Gallon, you know, he's from the Philly area. Uh, it seems like he thrives in these moments. So I, need, I think they need a uh, great game from him. I think if they, uh, if they win tonight, they got a chance. If they lose tonight, particularly if it's lopsided, then I think there would be some problems. Just because I think they'll look at Gallo and like, okay, this guy uh, is perfect in the situation and can uh, withstand all, all the noise and anything else. Bob Nightingale of USA Today, currently in the sports zone. All right, in the state of Texas, the Rangers, I like the Diamondbacks. I'm beating the postseason. All but one of their wins have been on the road. Uh, what stands out to you during this two weeks dominance after they basically blew the AL West in the regular season? Yeah, I've never seen a more streaky team that's reached a postseason than the Rangers. You know, win eight, lose eight, up and down. Uh, you know, I think they're going to run away with it. They fall apart. And then you think they're done, they come back. So, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, their bullpen was horrific during the season, and they, they pitched very well. But, of course, so are the starters. Uh, you know, what Jordan Montgomery's done, you know, he turns out he was the best pickup of all, you know, at the at the trade line. And, uh, you know, Anthony Baldy has, you know, has been solid all year. Uh, and he got hurt but came back. And, uh, and Max Scherzer, uh, he's going to pitch probably game three. So, you know, and, and it helps, too, having Bruce Bochy as your manager who's won three World Series and all kind of winning some year. I'll get to Boshi and Scherzer momentarily. You mentioned Montgomery. I've never really been sold on him before the last couple of weeks. Why have I been so wrong about Montgomery, and why has he been so good these three starts in the postseason? Yeah, he just loves this you know, moment. Uh, I mean, when the Yankees played, I mean, think it was going to be a part of their postseason roster. They couldn't make the rotation. And uh, so they, they really, you know, 
messed up on, on that one. Uh, St. Louis, like what they saw, but it seems like now the stakes are higher. You know, he, he lives up to it. I mean, he gave it, you know, that Astro lineup is, is great, and he gave those guys absolute fit. So he's going to make himself a lot of money this year as a free agent. All of a sudden, people are paying attention. You know what? I'm, I'm going to grab this guy uh, that less money than I would have, like an Aaron Nola or something like that. 21-year-old Evan Carter. I didn't even know who this dude was until a couple of weeks ago. What's up with him? It's amazing. And credit to their uh, scouting department for finding this kid. When he got drafted, he was on anybody's top 500 board. Uh, and they scrambled, like, who is this kid? And whatever they saw in him with the you know, makeup and everything else is, uh, you know, lived up to expectations and much, much more. I think people thought... Rangers are on their mind when they draft in the second round. It turned out to be an absolute steal. Uh, it's, yeah, it's amazing what this kid has done for that franchise. And last night, you know, going to win that game without him. No doubt. Uh, is it actually possible that you can, you know, can you, like, not give Bruce Bochy enough credit at this point? I mean, it's kind of amazing what is going on here. It really is. I mean, those teams in San Francisco, they were never the best team uh, talent-wise, but they had unbelievable makeup and character. I think we're seeing the same thing with the Rangers. He just knows uh, you know, how to uh, get these guys going, feeling confident about themselves, never panicking. And uh, you know, here they are. I mean, when they lost that last game of the season, when the Astros won and seen it, it's like, uh-oh. Now they got to go all the way to Tampa. If they win that, they got to go to Baltimore. Just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, okay. Uh, no, no big deal. And uh, I play lights out every time. Nathan Evaldi, uh, he's today's starter. He has great postseason history. He was mostly ineffective to end the regular season after he came back from the injury. But once the playoffs have started, poof, uh, he's been great. Why is he so dominant when it matters the most? I mean, we saw that in Boston. Just a, uh, a, a big game pitcher. We saw him on pitch that an 18 inning game you know, at the end of losing, but because of what he did, David Rusty said, you know what, let's lock this guy up. And, uh, you know, I think when the moment gets big, he, he, is, he is bigger. And you're right. I mean, he was he was pitching lights out until he got uh, hurt, then struggled a little bit coming back. But, yeah, he's a, a, a great big game pitcher. You mentioned Scherzer. He's on the roster for this series. Are, are the Rangers even know what to do? They, do they even know what to expect from Scherzer in this series? No, but they, they like enough you know, uh, to put him on the roster, and John Gray's on the roster. So it's not yeah. surprise anybody to see Scherzer go and go three, four innings, and we'll have John Gray going to pick it back up you and take it from there. So I, I think he's you know, I think he's good enough to, to go. A good three or four, um, but they're not counting anything you know, past that. So the Astros, they now need, which been a really inconsistent of re- at least recent starts. Framber Valdez, they need him uh, to step up this afternoon. Do they and he bounce back? I think so. I mean, Valdez is a uh, you know great pitcher. Uh, you know, co-ace of the staff and not the ace uh, with Verlander. And, uh, no, he's the right guy to take the ball. Uh, you know, he's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. And, yeah, they, they, you know, Montgomery pitched a great game. Uh, the only funny thing with the Astros is they had a losing record at home during the regular season. They even yeah. have changed the hitting eye. They tended to, uh, more to the 
about 15 feet further to the right to help out the hitters. And it's, you know, it, it made no difference. You know, they did, you know, uh, they did win some postseason games, at least at home, at least, you know, the one I can say. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, they're scratching our head why they can't be a dominant team at home. They got great crowds, enthusiastic crowds. It's a yeah, strange thing. Talking with Bob Nightingale from USA Today, I want to ask you quickly about the Braves and the Dodgers. Uh, eliminated last week in the division round. Let's start with the Braves. Two straight years they've lost to the Phillies. Their starting pitching has basically been broken at the end of the last two years. Kyle Wright has already been ruled out for next season uh, after surgery. How should the Braves you know, basically attack this offseason? Well, I think they'll you know, uh, you know, make some changes in that rotation. They're going to have to pick up somebody. You know, maybe it's a uh, maybe it's an Aaron Nola, who I, who I think is from the area, uh, or or a Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Charlie Warren's got a twenty million dollar option. I think they'll let him go and not not pick it up. But yeah, they just got hit by injuries at the wrong time. I mean, when uh, Max Fried had the blister in the last two weeks, so he's rusted in the playoffs. Charlie Warren's got the finger problem. He's not even on the roster. So yeah, just a, a bad break for them. You know, that, you know, the Dodgers, I thought this is Dave Roberts' best job ever, winning 100 games with that team. And they had no pitching. I didn't think they were going to get past out of the first round uh, anyway, just because of, of what they're throwing out there. You know, I didn't expect you know, Freeman and, and you know, Mookie Beck to go one for 21. But they, they had no pitching. Uh, hey, look, NL West was down this year, really down. I mean, outside L.A. and Arizona, you, know, you had a uh, relatively bad Rockies team. The young Padres, uh, you know, they were underachieving all year. And, and the same with the Giants. So, they, I mean, the Dodgers took advantage of that, yeah, but it wasn't going to show up in the postseason. So, do they assume that Walker Bueller will return healthy next season? And what's the latest with Otani and his elbow situation? We've talked about him maybe going to the Dodgers for basically a calendar year between the two of us and others. Uh, so, what's the future of their pitching staff? You know, Dustin May could come back at some point. Tony Gosling will come back. Uh, you know, Bobby Miller should get better. They do have some nice young pitching, uh, you know, loaded in the farm system. So, you know, Tony can't pitch for another year, but, you know, they're going to you know, aggressively pursue him. Uh, you know, the Japanese uh, pitcher, we saw Diamond the WBC, he's going to be high on everybody's wish list. So, I can easily see the Dodgers going after him. But they're going to have to sign I'm big free as a starter and hope these other guys come back healthy. Bob, always good talking to you. Appreciate the time. Have fun. Thanks. All right. My pleasure. Take care, Bob. All right. Bob Nightingale from USA Today and uh, in Philadelphia. So uh, that'll be fun. And, uh, you know, that, that was amazing that he mentioned that about the Twins because I brought that up last week. And uh, I can't think of another team. Uh, since them and in between since the, the twins in 91, I think it was 91, 92, somewhere in there in 87 for that matter too, when they beat the Cardinals. Uh, but I can't think of a team that's had the home field advantage that, uh, the Phillies have had in these last two seasons in the postseason. Usually in fact, for years, I've just kind of not paid all, not, not paid much attention to playoffs and the, you know, who's the road team, who's the home team. Because if you get this far, most of the time, you know, the road team has you know, won a lot of games and they're really good. 
And that's actually been the case the last couple of years, but the Phillies, it's been pretty amazing so far. Hopefully for the Diamondbacks, that ends in the next couple of days. And I agree with Bob, I think today's a really big game. And I'll get to more of that in the next segment. All right, speaking of the next segment, phone call time if you want to jump aboard, general discussion, 602-260-1060, and also some local roundup, a little on the a little more on the Phillies and the, uh, and the Diamondbacks. And then uh, time pending, we'll get to some Cardinals, maybe even some U of A in the next segment. But that, that, uh, that basically depends on the phone call volume from you in the next segment if you want to get in. 602-260-1060. Don't forget the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. Much more on the football weekend, lake, local and or national. And uh, that'll be uh, from 10 to noon, the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. We'll have more phone call time in those two hours also. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castlex HD2 100.7. Hey, Phoenix, Doug Gottlieb here. I'm bringing the best sports talk weekdays to you, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on KDUS AM 1060. It's time for today's local roundup. We're back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD2 100.7 in addition to the local roundup. It is phone call time to the KDUS hotline 602-260-1060 with your phone calls in just a couple of moments. First up, a brief preview, just some general stuff as far as the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. They both had their preferred starting pitchers ready for the NLCS. The scheduled pitchers, the first two games at Philadelphia, are Zach Gallen pitching in his home state uh, versus Zach Wheeler tonight and Merrill Kelly versus Aaron Nola on Tuesday. Game three on Thursday at Chase Field expected to be Brandon Fott versus ground ball specialist uh, Ranger Suarez. The Phillies now 26-11 and 11 at home. We talked about it with Bob in the last segment, their home field domination or, you know, their, you know, their, uh, you know how good they've been during the postseason at home. 26-11 and 11 at home uh, since uh, the ballpark opened in 2004. That obviously goes back to the championship team in the uh, late, uh, you know, first decade of this century. And then they have a 7.03 winning percentage. That is the best of any home team in, in, in one stadium, minimum of 20 games ever. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks this postseason undefeated, including four road wins. Uh, a little personnel news here. Reese Hoskins will not be on the uh, postseason roster in this series for the uh, Phillies. There was talk last week that he might return for the NLCS, but he's going to be out. Of course, he uh, tore his ACL uh, in his left knee during spring training. Uh, and he might still be back for the World Series, and if he does, it's just going to be basically as a, as, you know, either a DH or a pinch hitter. Uh, but uh, he will—he's not on the roster. They announced the roster this morning for both the teams for this series, and he's not on it. All right, out to the phone lines we go. Matt and Phoenix. Hi, Matt. Bob, how you doing? I'm good. Good. Um, I heard you talking earlier about Survivor. Uh, my buddy and I are in a big pool. We took the ramp. So uh, I avoided the, the landmines of uh, San Francisco and Philadelphia. Um, and to answer your question, I was more surprised with Philadelphia. Um, there was some weather in Cleveland. Um, obviously, some injuries in the game. 
for the Niners. Um, and I think the Jets ended up missing, like, I know two were out to begin with. And I think another two may have gotten hurt down four corners in the yeah, game. That's true. And, uh, also, but, but the Eagles did lose Lane Johnson and two guys in did. the secondary. So it was kind of like who's standing last type That's of thing, won the game. Um, Lane Johnson, I don't know if you've seen or heard the numbers. Their offensive production with him yeah. out of the lineup is unbelievably different than when he plays. So I'll be interested to see how they perform going forward. Anyway, um, that was a horrific weekend of NFL football, by the way. Um, Ooh, it was difficult. In fact, it was it was so bad. Well, actually, it's interesting you mentioned that. I'm sitting in my lazy boy chair here yesterday watching the Red Zone, and I missed somewhere between like 10 and 20 minutes because I just nodded off. There wasn't much oh. going on. The early window was really bad as far as yes. level of play goes. I want to talk a little about the college games. Obviously, I thought Oregon-Washington was terrific. Um, lived up to the hype. Um, I absolutely blame Lanning. Um, Oregon now gained them by 100 yards. Um, the, the questions that I have, um, you get the ball coming out of the half. If you get three points at the end of the half, um, that is significant. Um, yep. I don't know how you don't kick a field goal there. And I didn't hate going for it um, at midfield or wherever they were late in the game. I hated the play call. Um, I want to get Bo Nix some sort of run-pass option. He's tremendous out of the pocket. Um so those were my thoughts on the Oregon-Washington game. And, and Washington's going to struggle against teams that can run the football. Um, no doubt. It, they got beat up at the line of scrimmage on yeah. both sides of the ball. I don't think that Oregon took enough advantage of that. Totally. I, I, will, I actually did have a problem with the end of the game because okay. Washington didn't have any timeouts left. Okay. So, All right. I can see that. That would have been, yeah, I understand the clock stops under two minutes to go and the yep. first downs and so forth, but you got, it seems like it would have been a better idea to make them go the length of the field than have to make, like, one play. Fair. Two other things. Um, bizarro world watching Tennessee and Texas A&M, which, by the way, was was getting too game. unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's weird that Tennessee is, good on defense and can run the football. Um, right. I expect, you know, an air, air raid attack with them and and not being able to stop anybody, but I'm actually impressed with them on defense. I think they're pretty good at the line of scrimmage, and they manhandled a really good Texas A&M run defense. Um, but Milton stinks. Uh, I think he's still holding on to the ball as we speak. Um, <laughs> and I wonder... It, I, you know, we'll talk about this I'm sure later in the week. I don't know how they score any points next week or this week in, in Tuscaloosa. I already have that game under the total as far as so the arrow next in line with my little schedule here. Yep. Uh, I think it's pretty clear though they don't have an alternative, and I think it's even more clear that yeah, you know, basically they don't trust their passing game anymore, and and, and with good reason. I mean, they they shouldn't. Fair. I think Heupel has just decided. We're going to run the ball, and they play good enough defense. That if yeah. they're going to win, it's going to be that way. But yep. uh, we'll see what's going on. And uh, you know, watching uh, you know the Alabama offensive line, I would assume that Oof. Tennessee uh, is able to make some hay as far as oh, that right area goes on Saturday. Yep. Um, and then Oregon State again, unbelievable at home. I think it's pretty evident um, Dante Moore is not ready. 
Um, no. I know this kid has tremendous upside. He was one of the top recruits in the country. I'm all for hopefully him living up to his potential, but I mean, just inaccuracy, bad decision making. Um, and if they get down in the game and are playing from behind, they have absolutely no chance. Um, paralleling that, I am very interested. I know it's probably a month or so away. We talked about Washington. Oregon State's success at home combined with their running game, I'm really interested to see that, that matchup in Corvallis in a month or so um, and kind of wanted your preliminary thoughts on that particular matchup. Totally agree. I hadn't thought about that long term, but uh, you know, it would seem to be not a good matchup for Washington, assuming that Oregon State uh, doesn't have problems giving up the passes over the top because obviously that was – that was a big problem against Washington State, which has certainly been exposed of like crazy the last two weeks. Yep. Uh, but uh, you know, the explosive passing play is a good way to put it. You know, I mean, you know DJU has played really well in uh, you know, Corvallis, by the way, and uh, you know, they maybe you just needed to get away from Dabo. <laughs> oh, it's uh, amazing what happens when you run a scheme for a quarterback that that suits him. That's true. The other thing is, you know, there's you know, there's a lot of pressure on him considering you know, the you know, the quarterback that he followed in Clemson yep. and so forth. So for sure. And then and then he was you know the guy you know Klubnik is supposed to be the next great quarterback, and I don't know if I'm Which ever going to see not. that on a consistent <laughs> basis. But so you know he, the guy that was you know Trevor Lawrence was gone, and Klubnik was supposed to be next. And DJ, you're just here until we move on. Yep, absolutely. Appreciate it as always, Bob. Enjoy the baseball today. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to try. Hopefully, I'm looking forward to the – hopefully, Framber Valdez can actually uh, – I'm not as confident in Framber as Bob Nightingale was in the last segment because I've watched Framber pitch uh, basically every pitch during the regular season because I had him on a fantasy team, and he's one of the reasons we fell a little short and finished second. Wildly inconsistent, and I've said more than once, in the last two months or three months, now I guess now, however long it's been since middle of July when he left that game in Anaheim with the the hamstring injury, I don't think he's ever been the same since. Uh, with the exception of a couple of games, and I'm not counting the no-hitter, that was against you know, the Cleveland AAA team, literally, because that was a day or two after the trade deadline, and they were just basically trying to fill out a roster at that point. And that was when he had his most success. He's had a couple of decent starts since then. But he's given up a whole lot of home runs. This guy's a ground ball pitcher. That's one thing we'll be able to figure out pretty quickly today and every start with Valdez is, you know, if he's getting ground balls right off the bat, he's going to be okay. If he's giving up fly balls, which he's been giving up a really shocking amount of times in recent starts, then he's going to be in big trouble and Dusty Baker's going to have to go to the bullpen rather quickly. All right, next segment we will uh, – Get to the national roundup. We'll have a little more on the game from last night in uh, in uh, Houston as the Rangers win yet again. And then time pending, we'll get to uh, some uh, rip from the headlines from the wire type of things, and maybe and uh, maybe even look a little bit ahead to uh, NFL week. Whatever I've lost track of weeks. Usually, I don't lose track of weeks till we get to like November, but it's been a been a long haul here and then watching those games yesterday that was you had to be a real fan of the nfl to be or you actually have to watch it for a living like us 
Yeah, really have to, to sit and watch those games from, you know, I didn't watch the early game. Well, I watched the last quarter of the early game. I did not wake up and watch those two teams play in London. But it was a real chore watching NFL football yesterday for a long, long period of time. KDUS AM 1060 is the home to the Dan Patrick Show, the Doug Gottlieb Show, and Sports Map Radio. Catch all the sports content here on AM 1060. It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back. Final segment today, Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Kiss Lux HD 2 100.7. And from the MLB scoreboard, the Rangers remain unbeaten in the postseason. Jordan Montgomery outdueled Justin Verlander. The Rangers got a huge boost from the youngest player on the planet, it seems like, Evan Carter. And uh, the Rangers defeated uh, the Astros last night 2-0 in the first game of the ALCS at Houston. Montgomery, uh, five hit ball over six and a third innings. Leody Tavares. Uh, gave them a two-run lead with a solo homer off of Verlander in the fifth inning. And uh, the Rangers roll on. Evan Carter, the uh, 21 years old, he turned 21 just a couple of weeks ago, doubled and, uh, and scored in the second inning, and he made two tremendous defensive plays in left field. They don't win the game without him. <laughs> uh, well, man, they'll probably, they probably would figure out another way to win the game with, with without him, quite frankly. But... He was tremendous, and uh, he, like I said with Bob, I don't think I even knew who this dude, in fact, I'm sure I didn't even know who this dude was till literally two, three weeks ago, and I think I watch a whole lot of baseball. No idea who he was until then. He's done an amazing job. He also has a, for a young player, he has a tremendous eye at the plate, uh, so it's something to look forward to or pay attention to the rest of the series. So... Uh, the Rangers in the ALCS for the first time since they had back-to-back appearances in 2010-2011. Remember, they swept the Rays in the first round of the Wild Card Series. They swept the Orioles in the Division Series. And their uh, win streak is, uh, you know, pretty amazing at this point. Um, you know, they've uh, done an amazing job after they blew the regular season in the final week. Uh, and uh, blew the division, I should say, in the final week of the regular season. So... Uh, the Astros, on their hand, they're in the playoffs in the ALCS specifically for a seventh consecutive year. They had a rough time yesterday, uh, two for 12 with runners in scoring position, including five strikeouts. I have no idea what Jose Altuve was doing by not retouching second base. That's something you learned in like T-ball. Maybe not quite that early, but Little League for sure. And Jordan Alvarez. He wasn't even any good yesterday. He struck out three times on curveballs and change-ups, combination thereof for Montgomery. All right, uh, quickly, some things here from the wire and rip from the headlines. Uh, The Browns, nine-and-a-half-point underdogs yesterday. They win over the Niners. That's the largest uh, Cleveland uh, victory when they've been an underdog uh, uh, since 2010. Uh, the Niners did lose two key starters in that game, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, shoulder and uh, oblique slash rib injuries in that loss yesterday. And uh, following the game, Mike Shanahan, uh, Mike Shanahan, <laughs> it's his dad, Kyle Shanahan, unsure of the extent of those two injuries, supposed to find out a little more about them today. Speaking of that, Jimmy Garoppolo, former Niners quarterback, 
unfortunately left in an ambulance for the hospital at halftime in the game yesterday or just after halftime uh, in the Raiders uh, victory over the Patriots. Jas McDaniels uh, didn't have an update on his condition at the end of the game yesterday. Trevor Lawrence also undergoing further testing, at least the last I saw today, uh, after uh, he got knocked out of the game yesterday. I shouldn't say knocked out. It was, an, it was a knee injury. He, uh, he actually talked to the media after the game, so if you're talking to the media, it's probably not that bad. Uh, but he definitely was uh, he, he was definitely hit hard, let's put it that way. Uh, meanwhile, Lions running back David Montgomery went to the locker room with a rib injury. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the the Lions win again, 20-6 at the Buccaneers. Dan Campbell once again, uh, as you would expect coaches to say after games almost always, unless it's really a serious injury, they already know what's going on. Uh, he said that uh, the initial tests on Montgomery were inconclusive, and they're going to find out more today. Same thing with Justin Fields, right hand injury. It's been reported, however, he has a dislocated thumb. And he's going to have an MRI at last report. And then uh, one other quick NFL note, uh, the Chiefs, not surprisingly, most likely to to, uh, bring back Frank Clark, who was released on Friday by the Denver Broncos. All right, next two hours will be the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. Stay tuned for that, including more uh, Cardinals and Rams analysis. In fact, I didn't really get to any Cardinals and Rams analysis, so I've saved that up for you in the next two hours. Uh, so that's it for today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. More local programming in the next two hours, hosted by Kayla.